Gardner's radio, how to produce gooseberry plants in containers. Welcome to Gardner's radio by Lubera Edibles, the podcast for professional gardeners. We are talking about edible plants. Here at Gardner's radio by Lubera Edibles, we want to give some uh, help to our growers and customers how to produce all type of plants we are selling young plants and in this podcast we want to talk a little bit about producing gooseberry plants my guests here are the production specialists in our company uh, uh, the first is uh, uh, frederick frederick follard so my name is frederick follard and i work at lubera edibles and there i'm responsible for product development And the second beside me is Robert. I'm, I'm Robert Meyerhofer. I'm the production and nursery manager of Lubera in Switzerland. He is the production star. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we want to talk about uh, 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 the production of gooseberry plants. Now, gooseberry plants perhaps are not the most difficult plants to produce, but I think we have some interesting hints and tips How important, uh, Robert, are gooseberries in the market in Middle Europe? I, I think they are important because when you have a production of, of berry plants, you also need gooseberries. Um, you have not to produce the highest numbers of it, but I would say it's, it doesn't work without gooseberries in your assortment. They lost also market share to blueberries in the last uh, five to ten years? Yes, of course. So uh, blueberries rise up and, and gooseberries and, and currants are going down a little bit. Okay. You're producing Finnish plants for our <laughs> online channels and our other customers and you are producing young plants for our professional customers. Yeah. Uh, how important are the gooseberry uh, young plants and how are you producing the gooseberry young plants? Um, the gooseberry young plants are not the most important uh, group of uh, of berries in our assortment, but they are they are important. Uh, just as uh, Robert said, it's uh, if you want to sell uh, berries, you have to have uh, gooseberries in your assortment. R Robert, can you make a guess if you are selling 10 plants of Red currants, how many plants of gooseberries are you selling? I would say five or six plants. And within these five or six, how many are red and how many are yellow or green? Uh, around around 60% uh, red and 40% yellow. So the most important is... is uh, red currant. Red, uh, <coughs> red gooseberry? Uh, red gooseberry, sorry. Red gooseberry. And the, the green is less important than the yellow one. Yes, Yes, mm -hmm. because so, they think they are not ripen or something. I, I like think that. so. Yes, I think the red colors uh, look looks more berry? For, for more berry and more sugar for the yeah. customers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, and you are producing. How are you producing the the gooseberry young plants? Uh, our gooseberries came out of our micropropagation, and uh, we uh, sell it in a in, in our standard sixty uh, cell tray. Okay, and there you have two sub-qualities? Uh, normally we have two su uh, sub-qualities, but uh, we, <coughs> we try uh, to, to manage the amount uh, that we only can sell uh, overwintered uh, quality. Okay, 
not the fresh of this season, but yep. over the overwinter, which are easier to produce. They, they are e easier. They uh, have uh, um, some uh, uh, woody shoots already, yeah. and um, they perform better. They, 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 they come out of cold store when they are delivered? Um, no, not really. They uh, were um, overwintered in a, in, in, in a cold greenhouse, in a cold plastic house, okay. and, uh, but not uh, stored in a cold storage. Okay. When you are potting, now we are going, we have the young plants, so we are going to pot. When you are potting uh, gooseberries, uh, at what time are you potting them? I think, uh, <clears throat> or would say, be between March and, and latest May, you have to pot it. And you can pot the young plants out from the uh, 60 cell uh, in a one to three liter pot. And what if you have, want to produce a five to seven liter pot, <clears throat> what are you doing then? Then normally you have to make a, a smaller quality. You have to pot the young plants in a in a P9 or 1.3 liter pot for one year and three pots uh, in the next spring, in the autumn or next spring in a C5. Okay, so so you say if you want if your your end pot is is more than three liter, you should use a P9 or bigger. I, I think so, yeah. We have we have also made um, five liter pots out of, direct out of the plugs of the 60, cent, uh, 60 cell plug. Uh, but you have to use um, strong growing varieties and the quality is not as good as out from P9 or C1.3. If you want a bushy plant, for example, a five liter with uh, five, six, seven, eight uh, shoots, how are you going forward? How ma many times you have to prune back? No, normally, I would say uh, two times in yeah. the season. Maybe when you have uh, strong growing upright uh, varieties, you have to cut a second time, uh, third, third time. time. Uh, to keep the high that the plants not not falling over because the branches are not as strong as, for example, uh, currants. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, at what height you are uh, cutting back the first time? Um, I would cut it back um, <clears throat> as as early after potting as possible. Um, so maybe when the plants are. 10 to 15 centimeters high, I would would make the first cut. So as fast as possible. Yes, that you have uh, uh, as much as possible uh, branches from the base of the plant. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, with uh, uh, red and white currant, not so much with black currant. We have heard that that uh, the longest day is a problem. So plants are stopping at the longest day. What is the situation with the uh, with uh, with the gooseberries, that's not a problem. Gooseberries growing uh, the the whole season until um, summer, begin of begin of autumn. In in gooseberries, we have a we have some susceptibility to uh, to uh, mildew, powdery mildew, or American uh, gooseberry mildew. Uh, uh, since also at our company, since uh, 25, 30 years, we are breeding for resistance. We don't have an absolute resistance. We have a very high tolerance. Uh, when you look at our varieties, which group of varieties is a little bit more 
resistant and which is a little bit less. And how can you compare the resistance to, for example, Invicta, which is an older standard variety? The, so the the mildew, the powdery mildew, is not a uh, very, very big problem anymore in the production. If you use newer varieties uh, like ours, um, I would say the <clears throat> the thornless variety, you don't have a problem with, with mildew and a little bit you can have mildew on the thorny ones. Okay. Uh, but it's much better as as uh, for example in, in Victor or or also uh, the Hinomeki types. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, 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 and if you have have mildew ones, what are you doing? You have to spray. Also, you have to <clears throat> um, make a, make a spraying against. Um, um, Uh, I don't know the, how it's how it's called leaf black, drop or leaf drop or black, black, black spots on the black on the leaves even. and also mildew. We making in our nursery since a few years uh, a spraying with uh, EM effective micro micro organism organism and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it's very good working and but also you can can make a, a spraying with with a conventional uh so you say that if you are using effective uh, microorganism that, that that's enough to 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 have uh, uh, no problems with uh, fungi it's it's a combination with other with other <clears throat> plant based uh, spraying things biological spraying things okay yeah And then it works. It works, yes, of course. And what is the distance from one spray to another? With the EM spray program, I, I spray every seven or eight days. And when we, you make conventional spraying, normally you, you spray every every ten days. So, Okay. Uh, if you want to have nice plants in summer, sometimes we have customers, you have customers which are interested having new plants in the garden center in August, September, and these plants should be fresh, green, 100%. How, how do you manage this with gooseberries, or, or is it with gooseberries easier than with uh, with the currants? Um, I, I would say it's the same as with currants. Um, I would would take the latest possible potting time, so the, the time between... Potting and, and selling season as short as possible to to have uh, green plants without uh, infection of any any fungi. Uh, yes, and and if you make chemical chemical spraying, make it every 10 days. And if you make biological or with uh, EM, you have to make it every seven or eight days. Have you are, have you ever uh, tried to produce uh, gooseberry plants with fruits for the point of sale? <clears throat> yes, we have also done. That um, we have done uh, a few years ago, where we made uh, spraying chemicals. So you have a problem if you can sell the plants with with ripe fruit on it. It's not so. Uh, depends on the on the on the country, but it's uh, some. Some things are not legal to, to sell yeah. when you spray it. Um, 
But with I EM, with effective microagnosis, yeah, uh, it shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a problem, no. But I think that is what the customer are looking for. They're looking for plants who uh, bear fruits as, as soon as possible after buying. So I would say a bigger plant would be a better plant for the customer. Yeah, because on the marketplace uh, we see... Uh, because perhaps because raspberries are sold in a two three liter container, or all the plants are also sold now in a two three liter container, and I think with currants, but also with gooseberries, uh, we we lose a possibility, a chance, a, a window mm. to the market uh, if we are not selling bigger plants. How how big can a gooseberry see be? What are the biggest plants you are selling uh, from so your production? We we making fifteen liters that are, <coughs> that are three liter three-year-old plants in a 50-liter pot and they are full of fruit in in the year where, yeah. where we sell it. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. So, And per perhaps this is also a difference to the, the blueberries because in blueberries you have also a, a good amount of fruit from very young yeah. plants and this is not really always a possibility because uh, it's only on the on the third year, uh, fourth year uh, that currents and, and it must be a reasonable a uh, thick stick that uh, they will will fruit. What is the role of of uh, uh, standard varieties? It's it's not a very big role. I think it's a good product because um, it's easy for the customer to pick. When you have thorny uh, thorny gooseberries, you you have the picking on on your eyes on your eye level and see where you where you. Where you want to pick the fruits, um, <clears throat> but I, I would say we sell ninety percent normal bushes and only ten percent uh, standards. Yeah. Last question in our assortment: We have two groups of gooseberries. We have the crisper varieties, which are the thorny varieties, but in the tendency a little bit bigger fruit, and also very very good eating fruit. And we have then the Easy crisp varieties with a little bit smaller fruit, but uh, almost thornless. W what is your experience with the thornless varieties? Are they really thornless? They're not 100% thornless. They have a few thorns, mostly on the base of the plants, and you don't have thorns on the on the tips, on the new, new growth. And also you have lesser thorns on all the shrubs. So... Uh, uh, Young plant in the nursery have have more thorns uh, as afterwards in the garden by the by the customer. Okay, so you have to wait, but and and you have said they are also a little bit healthier the thornless yes, varieties. They yes, they have lesser lesser mildew as the thorny ones. Okay, so I think these were some interesting information about gooseberry gooseberry production for you. If you have more questions, please ask not to me but to my colleague uh, Frederick. Uh, Frederick dot uh, uh, forward at .com. and uh, we will publish the name uh, below in the information and uh, so come back to our uh, video cast and look other variety, uh, other podcasts it's the last the tenth podcast of this first series and we hope to produce in the future more but not tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But one day we will, so come back and look if we have new podcasts for you. In the, in the meantime, go on gardening and have a fruitful day. 
Thanks for hearing Gardens Radio by Lubero Edibles. You find us on every platform for podcasts, Spotify, Apple, and of course, on our website, www.luberoedibles.com. Go on gardening.